Tom role playing is my all time favorite. <laughs> I never know what's going to happen. Backpack Sweet. on, boys. Here we go. I immediately regret this. <laughs> <laughs> Roll to nut. Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. I hope that was all the context you needed. Speaking of context, here we are mid-combat. There's a wall of fire. There's a single wizard. And the boat is probably fine. And uh, I believe someone was in the middle of a confirmation roll for their fumble. Oh, shit. Is it me? Oh, it is me. (laughs) Roll to confirm. I want high numbers? Yes. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) It's a two on the dice. Fourteen. Doesn't I thought um, he gets to add something to the attack roll from Scram because he Scram does add two. Used the spell, I believe. The telekinetic yes, charge yes, gives you a plus two. The, yeah, he oh, does really? get the plus two. Yeah, oh, so sixteen. So sixteen. Boom. That does not confirm, or that that does oh. confirm. <laughs> it does it. not fake hit. out. All right, Matt, holder of the fumble cards. Oh God. All right. What horrible thing happens to Cheryl? Nothing. This melee critical fumble is called Eat Dirt. (laughs) So far, so good. (laughs) You fall prone and... Yes. yes. Wasn't he prone before Scram threw? Yes. (laughs) Scram's just (laughs) chucking him around. (laughs) You fall prone and you are blinded for 1d3 rounds. So from all the dirt on the deck of that ship. Pocket sand. But you can negate the blind with a fortitude save. Oh, God, I got to roll again. (laughs) (laughs) What do I need? Uh, It should be their AC. It's their AC. Okay, okay. Fortitude? Ooh, 14. No. (laughs) (laughs) Let's recap. (laughs) Cheryl spent the first half of combat running around the foggy ship Getting to enemies just in time to see them perish and not actually contribute. Mm-hmm. And then everybody was like, time to go to the other ship where <laughs> the ship? fog is not. After saying what ship, <laughs> Cheryl, still not being able to see through this illusion that is hiding the ship, goes over, trips, mm-hmm. though I do have like uh, I do have an addendum for that, immediately gets up, Scram throws him across this wall of fire, and... He takes a swing, saying, now's my chance for glory, whirls around, falls on his face, and is now blinded for how long? 1d3 rounds. One round. I'm blind! I couldn't see the ship before, now I can't see anything! (laughs) (laughs) So, between sessions, I looked up how the spell Mirage Arcana works. And if everybody recalls, there's a lot of different illusions and other niche perceptive-based rules going on in this combat. One of them was that the ship was pretty much invisible. So it looked like the Voth was like climbing up thin air onto the ship. Mm-hmm. Cheryl and Scrim soon followed. Uh, I believe the Hood was able to fly. Yeah, the Hood uh, drank a potion of flying. The Hood's not doing much better than Cheryl. No. He is currently booking no. it uh, with his fly speed in the opposite direction from getting hit I'm with like a fear spell. I'm th- like two full rounds away from everybody yeah. else right now. How long does uh, the fly spell last? It won't like give mass. out. No. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> so the way Mirage Arcana works is it can't render structures like a pirate ship invisible, but it can incorporate them into the landscape and otherwise disguise them Mm -hmm. so this ship instead of just being invisible probably looks more like a rock formation jutting out of the water at like Ah. a sharp 90 degree angle okay so i mean cheryl probably wouldn't have tripped with that consideration 
I don't know. Uh, That's giving me some credit. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say he is currently not prone to cover up his proneness from before, though he is still blinded for one round. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I accept. (laughs) Good. So I believe that was Scram's turn. So that brings us to Bacarla. Cheryl's blind, so I believe this attack is versus his flat-footed AC minus two. Whatever, I can take it. Eleven. Nope. Versus your touch. Oh. So I think that's eight. Yeah, your your flat-footed touch AC minus two. Yeah. (laughs) Kicking me while I'm down. Unbelievable. Okay, so Bacarla casts a spell, and her hand glows a dark, menacing purple. And she winds back and socks Cheryl in the jaw with her purple hand. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you take 13 damage. Damn. Oof. Does she punch me or slap me? It's a, uh, it's, I don't know. I she gotta t- know. She, she touches you. Ah, purple! My Perfect. eyes! <laughs> All right. Tuck, tuck, you're up. So I assume that that is a big old wall of fire in front of me? You got it. How high uh, up does it go? Which re- which reminds me, uh, it is twenty feet high, and at the beginning of your turn, you're going to actually take some damage for being within ten feet of the wall of fire. You take four points of fire damage. Tuck tuck. Oh no. Okay, I'm going to cast air geyser on this thing, so it has to make a reflex save. You're casting it on Vakarla. Yes. Sixteen. That's a failure. Get geyser. So it. They take six bludgeoning damage, and they are thrown upwards 35 feet, and then fall back down, taking normal falling damage. Okay, she's going to make an acrobatics check to cushion her fall. She fails. Perfect. So, So she'll take 3d6 damage as she lands. So she takes 12 damage from the fall, another 6, so she's taking 18, and she's prone. All right. And you didn't need to worry about any of her mirror images for that. And I'm also going to take... Spells. Oh, nice. I'm going to take a step back so I'm not too close to the firewall. Okay. And that's going to be my turn. All right, Cheryl. Oh, boy. Okay. You're you're not prone, but you are blind. Okay. I thought of a really good idea. Okay. I don't know if you guys know this, but I have a blessed script. Permanently tattoo one spell, and I tattooed invisibility. How smart. So what are you saying? What's going to happen? I'm going to totally spell like ability myself. Invisible. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice choice. Yeah. So I'm total, totally uh, Velma dinkling around, and then I'm like, I should just turn invisible. And then poof. See ya. <laughs> Hood. So right now, it's been two turns of fleeing. I'm at 60 feet away, and I was thinking I'd also go 60 feet up, and this is round three. I assume I'm still fleeing in terror. Mm-hmm. Then I'll do another 60 on the horizontal. Okay. Devoth. All right. My spell completes. Oh, that's right. Devoth has been casting a spell this whole time. What spell was it? I don't know. It is the other third level spell that I chose for seventh level that I'm... This is my first time using it. Oh. So you see Devoth finish casting a spell and seemingly climbing out of the woodworks at Vakarla's feet. Climbs a swarm of monkeys. Ooh. <laughs> I cast the Mad Monkeys spell. Oh, what? Nice. Okay, so what happens? All right, so this 10-foot area swarm of monkeys appears, and just like any other swarm, 
they automatically deal damage to anything that is within their within the swarm. Mm-hmm. And they also come with a distraction ability, which makes it a lot more difficult to cast spells while you're in a swarm of monkeys. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I, if, if I cast spells, <laughs> I know I'd be more distracted. <laughs> yeah. On top of being a normal swarm of monkeys, anyone that fails the distraction check against them is also deafened for one minute, as well as being nauseated. Oh, Jesus. That's a noisy-ass monkey crowd. And the monkeys attempt one disarm or steal combat maneuver check each turn as a free action against any creature that begins its turn in the swarm. Oh, God. Damn. Using my caster level as... Plus my casting ability score as the the steal check. Okay. So, first, because it's there, it's going to do damage to her. Mm -hmm. And that damage is 2d6. So she takes 10 damage from the swarm. Once the spell goes off, I'm going to restart the inspired rage as a move action and then as the standard action i will cast bladed dash on myself okay so i cast the spell and then as part of that spell's movement i am going to be going through the flame so you can roll that damage <laughs> say good night irene <laughs> <laughs> okay so devoth you take 16 fire damage and i imagine you're now a pile of ash <laughs> uh no but I do end up standing on the other side of Cheryl, and I'm going to... Not that you know that. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you'd probably you assume Cheryl just teleported, so you try to occupy that same space and get shunted back to the wall of fire. Well, he knows not to occupy the same space as me. Yeah, but you're not. So, uh, now I'm going to attack her with... I got Rage on, I got Bless, I am power attacking with Furious Focus and Reckless Abandon. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. She's prone right now, right? <laughs> and she's prone. So that is a 20 to hit. If she wasn't prone, you wouldn't hit her. I figured. I rolled a four. You're welcome. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> fuck. My work here is Thank done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how much damage do you deal to her? Uh, it's going to be 24 damage if it gets through a mirror. Oh, right. Mirror. Oh, fucking mirrors. She has six mirrors. Damn. So I'm going to roll a D8. I'll re-roll a one. And an eight will hit her. Three. So you hit another mirror. Mm-hmm. What is uh I mean what does the monkeys do to the mirrors? Are they They like, ignore the mirrors. Swarms are like It's an area effects. effect. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm sure a lot of them are going for the mirrors, but there's just so many of them that it really doesn't matter. So but the tech ignores the mirrors? Yeah, it ignores the fact that the mirrors exist. Oh, okay. Right. That. Well, I wasn't sure if like the monkeys get rid of the mirrors. That'd be convenient. They're just attacking mirrors down? That's that's the weird thing about swarms. If they were attacking as, like, 30 individual things, then, yes, the mirrors would be immediately mirrors. gone. But the way the spell works is it's an AoE effect, which just ignores the fact that the mirrors are there and just does the damage. Yeah. And that would be the same for something like Fireball? Yeah. Only attacks that literally target AC uh, interact with the mirrors in any way. Scram, you're up. Uh, Scram throws out Chain of Perdition. And we'll, uh... Chain her while she's down. I just said that it only affects things that target touch AC, but this is targeting, targeting your CMB. It's Chain of Perdition... Uh, I feel like that interact would... Interact with the mirrors? Yeah, I feel like it would. It, okay. ma- it makes sense but like it would. Chain of Perdition also ignores all concealment and shit. Yeah. Because it's a magical chain. I don't know the question, but I'm going to allow it. Mm, <laughs> I'm going nice. to allow the question. I'm going to defer to Joe's good judgment. <laughs> On authority of Joe, we will accept this question. <laughs> Yep. So, yeah. Go ahead, Tom. Okay. Make a CMB. Uh, Roll. Uh, I will. 
Roll a CMP. Uh, that is a 22. That does it. Okay. So what are you doing to her? So uh, <laughs> I'm chaining her down, like uh, oh, really yeah. kind you of. You have a how, like, like restraining like, her? Yeah, I'm restraining her, yeah. Through dirty trick, I am entangling oh, yeah. her. I'll get her with the dirty <laughs> tangle. <laughs> now, is it just chains like wrapped around her or is the she like tied to like too. a plate? Like her, Are they like really pressed against her boobs? And, like, really <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of milk really down. Down. Yeah. Whoa. That's <laughs> Tom, what? Tom, you are the worst. <laughs> She's a dairy cow. In the world. She's a pregnant lady. How far into the hentai are we getting here? <laughs> Just I, I feel like we still have a very niche audience right now. <laughs> it's okay. They love that shit. <laughs> wow, Tom. This is how you get Reddit to take it. <laughs> uh, okay, so she's entangled. Yeah, she's entangled. Okay, I think you guys might actually have this. Then. She was still she still had the upper hand until just now. Sweet. You know, she was only Seriously. prone in the middle of a swarm. I thought when I went Carly. invisible, it sort of turned the tide there. That's but true. You're saying <laughs> that's true. The point. <laughs> All right, so it is now Vakarla's turn. So what is now going to happen with these monkeys? At the beginning of her turn, they can do a steal or disarm. Okay. So what, what are they going to steal from her? Oh what does God. she have to steal? Yeah, what know. does she have? Anything that would be like, does she have like a wand on her belt or like... Even just like a Keep in mind we're gonna kill her and take it anyway. <laughs> yeah. But just like whatever is plainly available and visible, like mm-hmm, the monkeys would mm-hmm. grab for. Okay. She's got a falchion, a light crossbow with ten bolts, and that's the that's all that's easily visible on her. They'll take the falchion. We'll see about that. There's a seventeen against her CMB. Or against her CMD. That matches, so no. Fuck you. What? Uh, what? Wait, oh. You're not the defender. <laughs> Oh, wait, you are that, the defender. That matches, so yes. <laughs> oh, right. It's whoever rolls. Ty goes to the roller. Yeah, That's the right. roller. I remember that rule. I was too busy looking at Matt's dice. Wasn't Nick hates no, that No, it's because you deep down know that it should go to the defender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the monkeys have her falchion. No, the fight is truly lost. <laughs> she's not used it once. Okay, so now she's going to... Now she has to make a concentration check against the swarm. Yeah, she's prone, entangled. Falchionless. Yeah, she doesn't have her sword anymore, which really fucks her up. Wait till we take a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> and those ten bolts one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Just like delicately plicking plucking them. Yeah, she's gonna she's gonna go ahead and surrender. Nice. This is uh Okay, just get these monkeys off me. Get me out of this chain. I surrender. I'm sorry. The monkeys go away when the wall of fire does. So I don't think she needs to concentrate at all. So she, the f- wall of fire goes away. All right. And the monkeys all jump overboard into oblivion, leaving the falchion <laughs> behind for Devoth to pick up. <laughs> I keep my chain on her. Does that mean my panic all of a sudden is gone? Yeah. Like, probably not right away, but... He's just been flying away this whole yep. time. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Say, like... A little less than a minute into into this interaction. Uh, the Just in case you guys were wondering, I would have had to run further than the maps currently generated yeah. by a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. I remember reading something. I, it might have just been from like the Ultimate Horror book that adjudicated a lot of uh, fear rules. That said something like, when you can no longer like specifically perceive the subject of your terror, like you don't need to just continue to run forever like an mm. idiot. You're like walking down the street from your house. Yeah. Someone casts fear on you. 
And you're like, oh, and you run, you run away. Like you're gonna run into your house. You're not just gonna keep running forever, right? Because that's where it's safe. Yeah. Okay. okay so, well, uh, what do you guys do? She's still got chain of perdition, like wrapped around her legs or something. How long does invisibility last? Uh, I think it's one minute per level, but you can dismiss it early. Nice. <laughs> just to be safe, I think I'll remain invisible. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the wall of fire is gone, but it definitely left its mark. Like, is the ship actually on fire, or is it just kind of scorched? It's pretty scorched, and I think it's safe to say that if you were to leave it, just like the cross breezes would probably catch a fire if okay. left unattended, uh, but it's not currently Confuego. Uh, I do have make coal. Yeah, that puts fires out. Well, put it out, and then I have I have create water. I'll create a bunch of water on it. Yeah, that there puts you go. Out. I'm gonna there start watering go. the boat. So Devoth will look around and. Even though he can see through the illusions, he can still see that they're in place. So he'll tell her, drop the illusions too. All right, fine. Just get this chain off me. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Something tells me don't do it. <laughs> and I'm, it. I'm hearing a voice telling me that over and over again. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll relieve her of her crossbow and, and bolts, and then mm-hmm. yeah, you can let the, the chain go. Looter. We'll go from there. Looter. You do remember seeing her loading up like a treasure chest. On the deck of the ship, like as you were like climbing up the side, right? I assume that's just sitting on the deck right now. Yes. Can we just tie her down? I would assume there's plenty of rope nearby, so yeah, yeah we, right. can, we can just tie her to the mast. Yeah, I like that. Good nice. idea, Tom. So yeah, we tie her to the main mast and start going through her treasure chest and her pockets and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you open up the chest and you see. A mithril dagger set with aquamarine gemstones. There is a folded up shackles pirate ship flag. 320 gold pieces and mixed coins. Vakarla's spell book. And uh, a map. So we do get a map. Okay. So yeah, kind of rifle through that. I'll cast detect magic on the dagger. Okay. Uh, Well, detect magic in general. She she had the falchion. Yeah, I'm doing that as well. There you go. The flag is magical. I identify it. Uh, make a spellcraft check. 25. 19. Scram got it. This is a shackles yeah. ensign. This red and black naval ensign displays the grinning skull and crossed manacles of the shackles. While the flag feels as sleek as silk, the material is stronger than the toughest of sail canvas. Openly flying a shackles ensign improves the initial attitude of most hostile or unfriendly pirates by one step and worsens the starting attitude of those opposed to piracy by one step. The ensign has no effect when not properly mounted on a ship. Once per day, a shackles ensign can be hoisted and unfurled on a ship to impose a sinister sense of doom upon an opposing ship's crew. Uh-huh. It takes two full round actions to raise the flag. All non-pirate creatures defined at the GM's discretion. Within 300 feet who are able to see the flag, take a minus one penalty on attack rolls, weapon damage rolls, saving throws, and skill checks for one minute. This is a visual, mind-affecting effect. In addition, all allied creatures aboard the ship flying the Shackles Ensign gain a plus one luck bonus on attack rolls, weapon damage rolls, saving throws, and skill checks for one minute. But I don't think that stacks with your Crystal Dodo. Nice. Uh, is the dagger or the falchion or crossbow magical? No. Uh, so yeah, the only other magical thing is her spell book. So I assume Scram is going to lay claim to that. Yep. <laughs> you have read magic prepared? I don't believe so. Nope. Nope. I thought I could help for a second, but... Well, you can still identify them with spellcraft checks, but read magic just 
automatically identify scrolls. Yeah, and you could always take the spell book and then look through it tomorrow once you have read magic prepared. I have yeah. read magic prepared. Do you really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, tuck tuck. Nice. <laughs> so I'm presuming the mithril dagger with the aquamarine gems is just kind of like it's a masterwork dagger that's probably worth a little bit more than a normal masterwork dagger. Mm-hmm. Making a praise check. Yeah, I can do that. Ten. Praise check. That's going to be a 33. It's worth 900 gold. Okay, so Tuck Tuck, are you casting Read Magic on the spellbook? Yes. All right. Here are the first level spells. Burning Hands, Color Spray, Grease, Mage Armor, Magic Missile, Rave Enfeeblement. Second level spells. False Life, Fog Cloud, Invisibility, Knock, Mirror Image, Rope Trick, Scorching Ray. Third level spells. Haste, Invisibility Sphere, Major Image, Stinking Cloud, Vampiric Touch, Water Breathing. Fourth level spells. Fear, Hallucinatory Terrain, Phantasmal Killer, Wall of Fire. Fifth level spells. Mirage Arcana, Overland Flight, Wall of Force. And that's it. So what is that map of? Oh, this map? Uh, It shows a nearby island with some notes, and you can only assume that it's her base of operations. Anybody who can see the wrecked ships, it's pretty clear that they're very thoroughly ransacked. Do you have a feeling that, especially since this holy symbol that you're supposed to be looking for isn't in this trunk, maybe it's at this island of operations? I would actually send the hood over to take a look really quick while he could still fly. Okay. I fly over. Okay. Uh, Hood, make a perception check. 34. Uh, yeah, you pretty thoroughly look around. You go to the helm where the holy symbol is supposed to be. You don't see it. It looks like this is like picked clean. You're probably not overly surprised because, I mean, these that's, that's what these pirates do. They're kind of professional scavengers. I uh, fly back and report the clean picking. Okay. I would actually like to go to the helm of this ship mm-hmm. and see if maybe they placed it onto this ship. Good thought. They did not. Okay. But make a perception check. I will. Does a 15 satisfy? <laughs> you turn around to go to the helm, and uh, Bacarla is not there uh, where you left her, tied up to the masthead. I've been invisible this whole time. I didn't do shit. This isn't my fault. <laughs> well, we wouldn't know, because we don't know where you are. Yeah. Are the ropes, like, slack and everything, like, where she was tied up? They do look pretty slack. So, I'm going to just go over and just kind of, like, run my hand through, like, where she should be, and, like... You slap her in the face a couple times. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Damn it. All right, all right, fine. I'm right here. She she drops the invisibility effect. <laughs> all right. So, now that she's tied up, is there, like, a hold on the ship, like, underneath and whatnot? I know it was, it was a fairly small, like, shallow ship. Yeah, it's got it's got an underneath, like, quarter kind of right. situation. It's like, a, it's like a big, rich people sailboat. As I'm looking around, I go, Cheryl, tuck, tuck, go see what's underneath. I pop out to what I assume is no applause, but I applaud. <laughs> I go down, eager to finally be useful. All right, you actually find a couple uh, sailors who are just like what, just trying to act casual, nothing suspicious here. They don't have hiding places or anything. Like they were <laughs> they were just told to like stay below decks until they sounded the all clear, because you can't hide people with Mirage Arcana. You can only hide structures. <laughs> so like you go down there, and they're just like, oh, you're not Vicarla. Good thing I hated that bitch. I was going to say, do they, like, jump out and surprise me at all? Because I'd totally book them if they did. <laughs> <laughs> but if they're just like, we surrender, 
they're just like deckhands. Oh, okay. uh, they're not there to fight. So like when so, when they hear someone coming down stairs, they're just like, I hope it's somebody who doesn't want to kill me. Well, they're in luck. I take them by the scruff of their neck, you know, uh, like their collars, uh, and I drag them up to Devoth. <laughs> Devoth, I got two of these for you. Oh, I was hoping for something material, but uh, all right. I look at them as if they're the reason Devoth is, you know, he's disappointed in them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was hoping to get, like, some... Uh... What did I tell you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Is this another intern thing happening here? No. But times two? I just want to be useful after that abysmal combat. <laughs> and they were my ticket, but now... <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I'll look at the two deckhands, and... All right, well, you two have a choice now. You can sail with my ship for a little while, and then when we get to port, you've got your choice. You can either stay with us, or you can go on your merry way, or you can stay here with her. And I motion to Vicarla tied up to the mast. She gives them a look like, she's like, better stay with me or else. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, uh, we'll, we'll go with you. Have you found uh, the map to the secret island? We'll take you there. I did find the map, but I appreciate the willingness to help. Absolutely, and they give her like a... <laughs> <laughs> I give a thumbs up to those guys for totally redeeming it. <laughs> uh, does Tuck Tuck find anything else down there? Is there more than just two deckhands? It was the two deckhands and like the four guys that snuck onto our ship to attack us. Yeah. No, there are a couple more deckhands down there. Tuck Tuck finds them. As far as like treasures or anything valuable, no. So we load, we have like the deckhands and all of us get back on our lifeboat. The last thing that I'm going to do is... I'm going to, like, just smack Vicarla upside the head with Chip until she's unconscious, like, doing non-lethal damage to knock her out. I was going to say, slice, <laughs> slice, slice. <laughs> I think she's unconscious now. Her head's over there. <laughs> I mean, it'd be true. But yeah, just, like, I want to leave her unconscious. And once I'm thoroughly convinced that she's out, I will untie her and we shove off back to the Mascador to head to her secret island. Okay. And she has no crew now. It's just her she has unconscious no crew. It's just on her, her on this boat. ship. Yeah, she's no spell book. Oh yeah, she's, she's basically a commoner right now. Yep, sweet. Yeah. I'm gonna cast a bunch of make water on her, so she's also gonna wake up wet. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys go to the secret island base. Yes, using the map and her former crew to guide us. You get to the island, and it's nothing special. It's got a couple like lean tos for shelter, makeshift hut. In addition to the Six points of plunder you find, primarily consisting of leather, spices, timber, and various ship's equipment, you find in the makeshift hut, you, you find the holy symbol of Desna. So we are back up to nine points of plunder, and we have what we came for. So now let's make our way back to Hell Harbor. Okay. You do that. Uh, Scram, if you would like. It's going to take us a day and a half to get back to Hell Harbor, if same conditions that we were coming out here with. You want to start putting some of these spells that you don't have in your spellbook? Yes. I'd like to start off with my scrying spell, because it takes two days. Just to put that in your spellbook? Just to put that in my spellbook. Okay. So the trip back to Hell Harbor gets you scrying in your book. Sweet. Very nice. Um, how much was that flag worth? Uh, the Shackles Ensign is worth 10,800 gold. <sighs> All right. So that's never going to get hoisted, because we're selling it. Uh-uh. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. So, better part of two days pass. You re-arrive at Hell Harbor. All right. 
I'm going to send Scram back to the brick and mortar since he's the oh. one that interacted with them. Oh, oh my you're God. Send him back in the sewers. Not again. <laughs> Thank you for all of us. <laughs> I send Scram back to the brick and mortar while, uh, while Devoth goes out to sell that flag. Okay. All right, Scram. Go for it. Scram walks in and asks to speak to the... Um, the manager? Yeah. <laughs> you open the door, you say, you hear, oh, welcome to the brick and mortar. What can I do you for? Oh, it's you. You want to speak to Corlin? Yes. Can I speak to Corlin? I suppose. One second. Don't touch anything. He uh, he exits the reception area, goes through the door. A few rounds later, Corlin comes out. He says, uh, I'm surprised to see you back here, Scram. I'm surprised that you're surprised. If you don't mind, can we uh, bring this conversation into the back room? All right. He brings you into his office. He offers you some granola. I take said granola. I'm assuming that he goes behind his desk to go, like, sit down or whatever. And I just, I place the symbol of Desna right in front of him. This is, uh, this is what you asked for, correct? He says, it is, I think. And he, uh, he kind of, like, gives you a look and says, all right, uh. Give, give me a second. He kind of like flips the the holy symbol over. He kind of like fiddles with something on the bottom. And the glamour that was disguising it disappears. And it turns into a different holy symbol. His, and his smile lines. He says, yes, this is the one. Thank you, Scram. It's a goddamn Dagon symbol, isn't it? I don't know. Scram, why don't you make a knowledge oh, religion check? Oh, Christ. Shit. You wouldn't do this. Do I get any bonuses for... Prior knowledge? Just tell me what you got. I got a 15. <laughs> you know Dagon's holy symbol well. It's the same thing that you saw in the sewers. The, so the, the, gold, eye. the golden circle with the eye. Yeah. The, the octopus eye. Yeah, the yeah, octopus yeah. eye. This is not it. Okay. Uh, it is like a large golden key. And you recognize this as the deity Abadar, the lawful neutral god of oh. cities, vaults. <laughs> Looking at his titles. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> it's a continuation. It's like he's got like a half dozen titles, and one one of it is God of Walls and Ditches, and <laughs> Ditches was its own thing. <laughs> the God of Ditches. <laughs> I mean, Walls and Ditches is still pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's also known as the Judge of the Gods. You're not immediately sure why he would have this disguised, but considering how structured and rigid Abadar is, you think maybe he's just doing it. Because living in the shackles, he might be not, it's probably not illegal to worship Abadar in the shackles, but it's probably the exact opposite mindset of your average pirate. Sure. So he he kind of uh, gives you another look and a wink, and he says, thanks for returning my uh, symbol of Desna to me, Scram. No problem. Uh, but as for our contract... Um... I'd like to uh, be off with um, uh, Mason's license. Yes, of course, of course. Why don't you come back around in about an hour? I'll have uh, official license uh, written up for you. You're welcome to stay and wait if you want, but it's your choice. Well, Scram might be fascinated by paperwork itself, so <laughs> he might actually stick around. And As are watch. we all. Yeah. All right. He doesn't make you leave if you decide to stay and you just watch him. All right, yeah, so you just you watch him draft up uh, an official uh, document declaring Scram and Acra as an official member of the Hell Harbor Masons Guild. Uh, meanwhile, Devoth is able to sell that uh, Shackles Ensign, no problem. 
So about an hour goes by. Scram, you've got your your new title. You go back to the ship. Yeah, I go. No, back. he goes. <laughs> he goes far away. <laughs> starts building a so real he life. Amazing, <laughs> amazing company. That'd be a good story. Never to be seen or heard from again. <laughs> uh, I do ask out of uh, curiosity. As soon as I have the certification, you know, I don't want him to go back on this out of curiosity. As soon as I have it, I ask him, do you know anything about Dagon? I think I heard of that. There's, there's some sort of gang here in Hell Harbor that uh, they, they call themselves Dagon or something like that. I don't really know much about it. Why? I'm trying to find the leader. Uh, that's all I really need to leave it off at. If you uh, hear anything else, uh, if we ever stop back, uh, can you update me? Maybe. I don't like bringing trouble back to my guild hall. They... Only if you hear anything about it. Maybe. Am I supposed to roll something on that? Diplomatizer. Eleven. Look, Scram, uh, I appreciate the favor you did for me, but I try not to get myself mixed up in, in gangs and everything uh, from the lower echelons of the city. Even just passing along information could get attention sent my way that might not have come my way otherwise. I wish you the best of luck, but I'm not going to... I'm not going to bother myself with that. Understood. Now get out of here. <laughs> I take one more handful of granola. You asshole. <laughs> okay, I don't so even bother dusting off the seat that I was like sitting in either. <laughs> Just all the crumbs. You monster. <laughs> Jesus, this guy's never going to recover. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Scram arrives back at the Mascador. Uh, here's something I meant to ask you guys a few sessions ago. After the Mascador, or after Devoth received his letter of Mark, what is the plan for the internship and the Thresher? I don't imagine they came to Hell Harbor with you guys. Right. I imagine they would be sent off back south. Like, I would send them to Tidewater Rock with, like, a rotating schedule of being at the rock and pirating, like... Okay, well, one ship... Yeah, one like, ship would, is docked there, the other ship is off pirating. And yeah, I'd give them, like... Having shore leave and stuff. Yeah, like, two-week shifts. Like, one ship is at Tidewater Rock for two weeks while the other one's out pirating, and then they switch off. Okay. Until they hear otherwise, we'll go with that. All right. I'll figure out a way to calculate what sort of earnings they have as far as plundering goes, and you said that you're getting 20% of that? Yes. Okay. You'll just need to make sure you uh, stop by every once in a while and collect. Yeah. All right, so with that, you guys head back to Port Peril. It'll be another day of sailing. Oh, did we keep sailors on board after they left, or did they just uh, ditch out at Hell Harbor? Oh, the deckhands that you found? Two of them stayed. Uh, That's pretty good. Take that. All right, so let me ask you this. When you return to to, uh, Port Peril, are you going to the docks, or are you going to... The blood pools. If we go to the docks, is there another quarantine period? Mm-hmm. So we quarantine anytime you enter the city. Okay. How I was, far away? I wasn't sure if that was just for like the first time, or if that, or if the free captains got to bypass that or anything. City. Our best bet is to go to Quent to sell stuff because yeah. they didn't have the quarantine period. That's right. what I was going to say. Let's so, just go to another big place. Yeah. So let's just go to the blood pools. So we can just get to the city to go and report to Meryl Pegsworthy what we're up to now. Is Quint on the way? It might make more sense to unload the plunder first. It might be on the way, but 
we also might get sent back towards Quent on one of these little fetch quests that we seem to be doing now. Does it also one day per plunder? Yeah. So, like, even if it was on the way, it's like, all right. We're, we're, we're supposed to take, a like, a week and a half to sell everything, yeah. That's so weird. That's how plunder works. I like it, though. You've seen Deadliest Catch, right? With the... Um, the crabs. The crabs? Crabs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Crab? In Alaska. Do you like crabs? Well, you know how they, like, unload them? Like, t- they're just oh, shoveling yeah, tons yeah. of shit? It's like that, right? Like, yeah. you gotta use cranes and stuff, pulleys. Yeah. yeah, like, you're not finding one guy who wants 10,000 pounds of crabs. Yeah. Like, you're going around, you're finding, like, this shop needs... You know, 100 pounds of crabs, this shop needs... The Hurricane King needs them for his next feast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yes, we're going to we're gonna dock at the Blood Pools, mm-hmm. and we'll just walk back, walk to the city from there to report to Merrill Pegsworthy that we have the Mason's License and what the next step is. Do we see any other boats in the Blood Pool? Well, Captain Cork is the only other one that knows about it. That you know well, of. That, that we, know, we of. know of. That's true. There is not another ship in the cove when you arrive. Okay. So yeah, as per usual, I leave Lemon with the ship, and I take the PCs with me into the city. All right. So are you going back to Merrill, or are you doing something else? The the whole purpose behind getting the Mason's license was to then um, use that to acquire the plans to the apothecary. Yes. So why don't we head to the Port Peril records room and get those plans, and then we can see what the next step is from Pegsworthy. Nice. Don't even check in. Just go for gold. All right. You will need to visit Harborhorn to get these records. That is where Devoth had to go to to get the Gargolagovo egg back. Oh, my God. Oh, Port Peril DMV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Home of Sojman Kredoros. So Devoth does not go with you because <laughs> that may give away the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Scram, you've got to go to Harborhorn. You need to request the plans for the Jasper Leaf Apothecary. If they ask for a reason, just say you've got a client in Hell Harbor that likes the layout and wants something similar, so you you need uh, a reference. Got it. Can't wait to see how he fucks it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. I'm going to go with him because okay. um, I think we kind of predetermined that the Hood was going to do the heist, so it probably makes sense that he sees the plans. Okay. And I'm actually going to take my mask off uh, when we go do this. <laughs> okay. Nothing looks like a caper when you walk in like a building with a mask Ew. on. The demonic mask. Also, I want to be able to wear the mask when I'm doing the heist so they can't tell who I am instead of being like, oh, yeah. I remember <laughs> the dude who had the demonic face earlier. Yeah, he had to sign all these papers. We got a signature like, right here. <laughs> the camera took a perfect picture of his face. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll head out with Scram. All right. Scram and the Hood on an adventure. Scram and the Hood arrive at Harborhorn. There's a back in five minutes sign. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> five minutes go by, and you see Sojman Cordoris approach the building. He walks past you, flips the sign back over, and says, back in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there a bell on the counter? Sure. I ring it, and I keep ringing it. Oh my God! Says, yes. Ding, 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 ding. yes. What? What do you want? Uh, I I, I apologize. Um, can um can I get the plans for um the apothecary? Here's my uh, uh my certification for uh being a mason. Uh, the Jasper Leaf. Uh, uh, 
apothecary. He kind of he, he squints his bee little dwarf eyes at you. He says, why do you need the floor plans to the Jasper Leaf apothecary? Oh, uh, there's actually a client who wishes to have a similar uh, style structure after the Jasper Leaf apothecary. What guild did you say you're from? Brick and mortar. Do you have identification? I think I previously stated that I pulled out my like certification for it. He holds his hand out for you to hand it to him. He reads it very carefully. says, very well. I will take you to the archives. You can draft a copy of the Jasper Leaf Apothecary floor plans. And he hands you back the guild thingy. So he, uh, he leads you down the hall. Uh, Hood, what are you doing? I'm following him. The Sojman stops after... Like five feet, he turns around and says, Who are you? Mr. Nacra's apprentice. Make a bluff check. Nice. I was going to go with guard, but okay. <laughs> I'm his apprentice. The hood. I'm his, I'm his guard apprentice. This probably isn't going to go too well. I should have thought about what my bluff is. <laughs> nope. Zero. Zero. That I is rolled a zero. Beautiful. An actual zero. Oh, he rolled a net one, and he has a minus oh. one bluff. Oh. That is beautiful I, and who are you his apprentice I i'm your know, apprentice, apprentice or something. <laughs> i'm gonna like if it doesn't look like a good lie to me i am gonna it very much doesn't <laughs> i am going to like i give him the same look that Credoros gives him and i'm just like what are you talking about <laughs> you're my guard not my like sorry mr Necker. okay i didn't know if he could be trusted <laughs> scram make a bluff check Oh, oh, Jesus. I mean, in fairness, kind of like a guard. Scam's usually getting hurt. 22. Oh, shit. I will say, bear in mind, this guy is like the harbor master of Port Peril. He's probably used to people lying to him to try mm. and get st- get by things. That's true. Also, you guys were in until yeah. the... <laughs> right, like... <laughs> until the who are you thing. <laughs> well, I uh, didn't think, like, you know, it was going to be that strict to, like, each person needs clearance. Right. I mean, that still might not necessarily be the case. He literally turned around and said, who are you? <laughs> and your immediate response is, I better lie. You botched the, the lie. And Tom says, I better lie, too. <laughs> like, you might have just said, oh, I'm his friend. And he could have been like, okay, follow me. <laughs> but now you have both lied. And he has beaten both of your bluff Holy checks shit. with his sense motive. What a... He he narrows his beady little dwarf eyes. He can wait out here. He's he doesn't need to come with us. There's a fifty gold fee to see archives. Uh, nice. I pay. I, pay. I don't even like mess around. Oh, you both um, pay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you each pay fifty gold. Man, that dude's got to be living like a king. The uh, Har- he, Harbor Horn's very nice. Yeah. If he's making like a hundred G's just like that, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how often this happens where. Most people don't just lie for no reason to them, probably. (laughs) But also, this probably happens quite a bit. Yeah, (laughs) freaking idiot pirates who are like, "I'm a big deal on the open seas. I bet I can lie my way around this harbor master." Yeah. (laughs) So you guys are led down this hallway and uh, down a flight of stairs. When you get to the landing, a creature passes you, going the opposite direction and going up the stairs. It is a tiny winged creature. It's a sphere of bronze. And copper, set with a single eye, has two clawed hands, no other limbs. And it just kind of flutters past you. It's like that Harry Potter piece of sporting good. It actually 
describing it as a snitch is actually pretty close. Yeah. It looks like a golden snitch with hands. That's awesome. With like with like little tiny like grabby like hands. Geo dude hands. Yeah. No. Yeah. It is Geo dude and a golden snitch put together. Oh, that's awesome. There you go. Then he takes you. you take a right, and then you go down a hallway. Take two quick lefts, and then you're in the archive. Uh, Cordoro says uh, you may use archives for one hour, and uh, he leaves you there. Do I recognize this uh, animal? Or whatever thing. Well, he's he's not there. Like he like passed you going the opposite uh, direction. Okay. But you can make a knowledge planes check. Sure. Seventeen. Yeah. It is an outsider, a lawful neutral outsider, uh specifically of the inevitable uh race of outsiders, called an arbiter. So inevitable is like like the genus and arbiter is the species. Like Baybow demon. Arbiter inevitable. And uh yeah, inevitables are kind of like the race of Creatures that would likely serve Abadar, the lawful neutral god of cities and shit. Hmm. You know that arbiters can sometimes be bonded with as familiars, but yeah, it's not there. It's not there right now. I will try to uh, figure out where this apothecary is. So you gotta go through like a Dewey Decimal System or some shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so make a knowledge local check. Hood can uh, assist you on this. Seventeen. Uh, so I see Hood got a two, so that does not uh, assist. What did you get, Scram? 17. Okay. It takes you a little bit to kind of like center yourself and figure out where to start looking in this archive because it's pretty big. But eventually you find building layouts and schematics. Sure. Uh, then you like narrow it down to areas of the city, and then you finally find the Jasper Leaf Apothecary. It takes you about 25 minutes. Okay. From there, it's a pretty simple matter to just... Either memorize the layout or copy it down on a spare sheet of paper. I copy. Okay. How does the this uh, archive work? Is this like uh, the version of the internet? So like I can find a bunch of information on other things? I mean, it's not just floor plans. Like It seems like there's a lot of information in here. Now, the lady, the, fr- the free captain, the lady that's like conspiring with the Voth, right? Tessa Fairwind. She has businesses and stuff, right? You're not aware of any businesses that she, like, personally runs, but she does have, like, an actual fleet of ships. Could I, like, dig up information on her from the archive, or not really? You can try. Give me a knowledge local check. I'll try to the best of my ability to explain to him, like, the system that they have, (laughs) like... (laughs) Luck. I rolled an 18, so I did better than you can. Scram, go ahead and make a knowledge local check to assist. Uh, That would be a 17. Okay. That'll be a 20. You you find several things on Tessa. She seems as as far as being a pirate goes, she seems pretty clean. You know, you find uh not the actual deed, but like the record of her deed of the uh the house that you guys are staying at. Is there a floor, high east wind. floor plan for that? Uh, she have secret rooms? There's yeah, actually she you would find a floor plan for her villa. Oh. You uh you do find a secret room in her villa Ooh. from the floor plans. Thanks, Joe. Fucking genius. <laughs> You also see that she owns several uh, warehouses throughout the city. We'll make note of that, too. I'm, like, ready to pull Scram off of getting the actual thing we came here to start copying the shit over. <laughs> um, and as far as, like, actual dirt, I wouldn't really call it that. And uh, the hood wouldn't have any context for this, but if he was sharing this information with uh, Scram as he finds it... Uh, I would be. Okay. Uh, so, Scram, you are told by the Hood that she's actually a part owner of the House of Stolen Kisses, the Church of 
Calistria in Quent. Huh. I don't know what that means. Huh. That means she may very well already know that we have the Gargolavo egg because we told it to the House of Stolen Kisses in uh, order for information on Mancatcher Cove. Yeah. Damn, that's intricate. <laughs> I, love <that>. yeah. <laughs> I love you, Joe. Uh, <laughs> I love you, my ears do uh, perk up at the uh, hearing of uh, the House of Stolen Kisses. If I'm done scribbling, like I, I would kind of read it myself. <laughs> I, I imagine like Scram like stops scribbling the his schematics and like looks back and it's like written in crayon on like yeah. a napkin or something. Yeah, you know, the, you know the, uh, where you take a like a crayon or something and then you, and like, you rub uh, it on its side. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, like, a, rub a rubbing, it. yeah, yeah, rubbing. Yeah. <laughs> so that archives room is pretty tasty, huh? Yeah, that's I think cool. We would gather all that up, make our copies, and be on our way. You guys can make reception checks. Oh, I like those. 15. 19. You don't see anything extra. So you finish uh, sketching the floor plans, and uh, you do anything else before you leave? I would personally like to... How much time is left? 10 minutes. I would like to keep like a very sharp eye on like how much time has passed. Also, knowing that... like. This dude doesn't necessarily like play by the rules, has been like kind of known to hand out fees where fees are unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he would also be looking to cut time short. Okay. So, like, I'm not trying to overstep my boundary, but I am trying to. Th- I'm thinking about Dagon, but uh, Scram doesn't know if he has enough time for that. So, I, I motion for the hood. We should, uh, we should probably just head up. I, I don't fight that. I feel like this was the gravy. We, we got gravy on gravy. Yeah. Oh, dude. All right. Uh, let's place everything the way how it was. Do you copy down anything besides the floor plans? No. Yeah, all the stuff about Tessa Fairway. What are you talking about? I don't. No, I, I'll memorize I, I that. Do, no, I, I write it down like as he's doing his rubbing. I I <laughs> tell him... No, I'm telling you right now, there's a good chance that there's a place is pretty vaulted in, in this concept. I don't mind you memorizing this stuff, but let's not leave any paper trails saying that we... Oh, I disagree. I think Devoth would like to have this stuff just to have the information. It's one thing for us to remember it, but if we have it written down, like it's valuable. I... I think the only valuable information was the House of Stolen Kisses. I'm not too concerned with anything else at this point. As as Siege Master Gunner, I'm telling you right now, we're leaving that stuff behind. We are not copying any of it. With that, I start heading out the door. If he decides that he's going to copy I think it... You, I think you have your times mixed up a little bit, Tom. I would be would have been doing this as you were copying down the floor plans. I wouldn't be like waiting till the last minute when there's a guy about to... like walk in on us well do you tell me that you're copying it yeah that's what i was saying like when we first i was like all right while scram is doing that i'm gonna look through for stuff and i think what tom is saying is regardless of regardless of when you're doing it he's gonna tell you not to like not to bring that along or like not to copy it yeah we'll burn it if we need to like yeah so let let the captain make that call if he doesn't want no 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 i want to leave it down here so that way we're not taking extra information out of here Basically, Scram is saying that, like, Kredoros knows that you're here to get the plans for the Apothecary. 
if he sees you walking out with a bunch of extra papers and he examines and finds that you copied down stuff that you weren't supposed to. No, no, no. I'm only writing down, like, jotting down, like, okay, where the warehouses were that she had the connection with Okay, the... like, so he doesn't want to copy down plans. Not, He's yeah, just I'm not, writing yeah, down yeah, notes, yeah. like, she has a warehouse yeah, here, yeah. warehouse here, secret room here, like, notes. He's... He's just, like, writing out some notes. Yeah, I'm not, like, taking four floor plans and, like, bank records. Like. Scra- <laughs> well, no, Scram, Scram is super uncomfortable with the idea of uh, bringing out any extra information. He's he's very adamant about, like, All right, whatever. Like, the information's still coming out, Scram, because I'm going to remember it and tell it to Devon, so, like... Okay. Yeah. That's, that, that's fine. That's yeah. what Scram wants. He wants yes, you to just remember it. Just remember it. it. <laughs> I don't care if you... I don't care if you have it memorized. I find that information fascinating as well. I just don't want it written down. He doesn't want to run the risk of being discovered with it. If you need to write it down as soon as we leave this place, that's perfectly acceptable as well. He doesn't want you walking out of here with evidence that you took more than you were supposed to. If you wanted to find that stuff and memorize Why? it he and just write it down say, so you remember, like, once look, you're I'm clear. A, I'm already fine with it, but I think you guys are blowing it way up. The guy didn't say we couldn't use the archive. I, yeah, it wasn't I, like you can only use this thing. I know, but I, I don't know what magic is happening. I don't know anything that's going on. This place is it right, seems fine. to be kind of like a lockdown vault system, and I don't want to disrupt that system in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, me neither. That's why I'm nowhere near the system. <laughs> so speaking of away from the system, what has everybody else been doing with their uh, their time spent in Port Peril? Uh, it's been about an hour since you uh, since Devoth sent Scram and the Hood off to get the floor plans. I imagine Devoth would have just gone to like a tavern for a drink while he was waiting. Okay. Would they wonder at all where Devoth's ship was? Like if he was in Port Peril, I think if, like, I think if Devoth like led a parade through the streets saying Captain Devoth is here, make way. Yeah. But otherwise, and, like for the most part, be like wait, I don't remember his ship showing up. Right. Yeah. Like the people of Port Peril, like the random citizen on the streets, not going to know Devoth by sight and then wonder, hey, I wonder where the Mascador is. Right. 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 Maybe one day. Right. right but gotcha. right. Right now, I'm fairly yeah. new in town. You guys have been free captains for like less than two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if nobody else has anything. I was just going to say that I would be going to the tavern with Devoth. Okay. That's all. I'll go with you guys. I'm not doing anything. Party. Day drinking. Maybe an hour and a half passes after you send Scram and the hood off. And uh, I assume maybe you're just like, we'll be at the, we'll be with the mermaid's bucket. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Scram and the hood show up with plans and information. Well, what did you find? Well, I got the plan. Uh, I got the floor plans copied down. Uh, also, the hood has uh, some pretty interesting information. I'll let him share that with you. All right, hood, what you got? Make an intelligence check, the hood, to retain the information. Yeah, I knew that was coming, dude. Well, I mean, worst case scenario, <laughs> if you don't, then I do. <laughs> okay, eleven. Okay, scram. Go ahead and make your own intelligence check. Eleven is enough to like remember. I think she's got like two warehouses in Lower East Lower Eastwind and she's got another one over in Beggar Briar. I think it was like on the the western side or something like that. Yeah. I was mostly concerned with the uh House of Stolen Kisses. Yeah, I know. That that is that sticks in your mind. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's unspecific enough that it's easy to remember information. Right. It's not like a street address, like five different street addresses, right. you know. So uh, what is what is your intelligence check? 19 intelligence. Okay. 
So between Scram and the hood kind of like like bouncing off each other, you're both able to remember the location of Tessa's four warehouses that she has uh, within Port Peril. And you also know the Stolen Kisses thing, which you can go ahead and do whatever you want with. What about that secret room? Yeah, she has she has a secret room, like kind of like built into uh, her basement. It's only accessible through through like the there's like a like a woodshed or something on the side of her house. They have to go into, and that goes down into her basement, which is otherwise closed off to the rest of the basement. Ah, that's tricky. All right, oh, good job, boys. That's good to know. Why don't we uh, go pay our benefactor a little visit? All right, so you go up to High Eastwind. Mm-hmm. And you enter Tessa's villa. Does it smell like dinner might be cooking? Uh, well, let's see. It's uh, it's probably about dinner time. You do hear dinner cooking, or you smell it. Because uh, if I get cooking. the chance to invite myself to dinner, I'm gonna snatch it up. Yeah, so color you, me surprised. <laughs> so you enter the house, and uh, shortly after, uh, you see Meryl come in through the uh, dining room. He's got, like, a drumstick in his hand. He says, oh! He, like, swallows his food. You're back! How'd it go? It went swimmingly, and I hold up the, the plans to the apothecary. Good, good. Let, let's see them. Walk over to a table and, like, spread them out. Okay. I'm completely uh, ignoring this and sniffing around. See if I can wander <laughs> off for a turkey leg. <laughs> but proceed. I mean, there's there's plenty of food nice. uh, in the in the dining room. Fuck yeah. So yeah, it looks like it's a it's a two story building with a basement. I mean, these were the the plans for the original house, not as it is as the apothecary. There could be some changes here or there, but the actual layout of the building, you got it. All right, all right. So this was only the first step. Aye. We have a few different priorities we can attack from here. One, we need an inn. Maybe we don't need one, but it would definitely help. I know they employ several guards at the Jasper Leaf Apothecary. Maybe uh, one of your own can integrate himself into the guard rotation, or you can you can find a guard who could be bought, persuaded to help us. Aye, well, that does. that's going to be my task. What else have we got? Well, we'll need a lay of the land, which if one of you can get hired as a guard, I guess could would, would help with that, but it might benefit us to find out what the... The general customer routine is going in, buying something where the public is is or isn't allowed to go. That's all we've got right now. I'm sure we'll come across more obstacles we'll need to specifically circumvent once we get more information. I think that's all we've got until we actually take a look at the place. All right, then uh, tonight we shall rest up here and in the morning we'll, we will scout the place. Very well. I've got dinner, uh simmering in the in the kitchen not uh, anymore <laughs> you're welcome to have whatever's left i want to ask him real quick too um meryl does it seem like there's uh does it seem like we're going to have to leave the city to to get anything else for this job or do you think we're uh do you think the rest of it is just going to be getting done what we need done it's hard to say devoth like i said this Zarskia woman is is crafty. She could have any number of defenses set up that we're not currently equipped to deal with. We might need to sail off to this settlement and get that tool or recruit this person who specializes in that uh, abjuration. I don't know. All right, well, then we'll see what tomorrow brings. Very well. In my head, I was trying to think if I wanted to 
like walk back to the ship tonight and just bring it into port and just pay the damn fee so we could wait mm-hmm. then start selling but yeah that was smart <laughs> but we should scout it out first and see if we need anything else before we worry about that mm-hmm. so yeah we uh we eat we drink we're merry and we sleep okay you uh wake up the next day all right so what do you guys do besides wake up I imagine we would get a ferry into the city and uh, go check out the apothecary. Well, the apothecary is actually also in High Eastwind. Oh, well then. Which is also like on the mainland where you already are. Oh, well, fine then. Then yeah. we, uh, yeah, we take a walk over there. Good. Um, I'm going to have, for the most part, Tuck Tuck and Cheryl just kind of head in to check the place out and. You don't get, want Scram there? I mean, he can go in too, but like this, I'm kind of like assigning the task to them to. Be the ones to just find something that you need to buy in there and see how the process goes. Like if they disappear into a back room to find something or if they take you somewhere and have like some weird concierge service or or what whatever happens. And Devoth is going to look around and look into uh, what it would take to join the guards. Okay. So there's, uh, I mean, it's one, it's one single entrance. Uh, but before you reach the entrance, you see something that definitely catches your eye. See, the floor plans showed two floors in a basement. You're approaching the building, and there's very clearly a third floor, which, looking at it, is fairly obvious that it was added after the building was constructed mm-hmm. by Zarskia or a previous owner before her. It's hard to tell. But either way, it's something we have no knowledge of. Correct. So are all three of you going at the same time, or is one party going in first, staggering the? I imagine the I would. I Devoth would go in first and tell the get the the rest of them to just wait a few minutes and then come in to do your do whatever shopping and reconnaissance you need. Okay. All right. So Devoth enters the Jasper Leaf Apothecary, and we'll see the inside next week. See ya. <laughs> see ya. See ya. See ya. Like I'm rolling dice, and out of the corner of my eye, I, I see two beady eyes looking over at me. I have no idea what you rolled. Two squinty little eyes. Oh, my God. And I look over. Tom sees me looking at him, and he gives me a look like I'm being a fucking asshole. <laughs>